human of courage. This is our first. How do how do we even start? I don't know. I'm my. I don't know. We've never done this before, but I guess in the age of COVID, we all got to learn how to uh, how to you know do these remotely. I guess it seems pretty easy to me. This is the first time I've tried it, but um, we're all yeah. in and we can all hear and see each other, so that's a start, right? Yeah, yeah, we can, and uh, we're not like breathing on each other. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, wait. Uh, well, welcome my- to Heat Seeking Panther. Uh, wait, Miles, is yeah. there any way to turn you up on your end? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How's this? That's so better? much better. So much better? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, now I don't have to lean in. Okay, don't lean in, Dave. can lean back. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, shit, dude. Yeah, I don't know. My the, the, This the COVID shit has thrown off my rhythm of uh, podcasting now. Like... You're telling me that I can't drive for 30 or 40 minutes into the valley to do this? I know. It's crazy, man. Um, <laughs> but imagine how I feel being stuck in the valley. <laughs> Comfortable. Yeah, actually, it's, actually, really, it's, it's, actually it's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is rare. Only one cub in the den today, but I have two cubs that are uh, psychologically and emotionally <laughs> in the den with me. Um, yeah. We're uh, we're welcoming yeah. uh, a special repeat guest, Vivian Martinez. Vivian, thank you yeah, for being la- here for the third time. I think I think it's three. Well, so, so, is it? Well, because you were there for our joint uh, G Force and Astro Boy episode. Yeah. Um, were you, did you join us on another one too? Yeah, national. I think the national treasures. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So it's yeah it's like accounting how many things he ruined for for what for. So, uh, so does that i i think that uh that puts you tied with lex i think as our yeah. uh yeah yeah ruin um, things that they love the most yeah uh one of these days we're awesome. gonna have to we're gonna have to get you and lex on an episode minus me and dave you two can just yeah it. yeah it's just all la- ladies night <laughs> only ladies panthers late lady pan- cut, <laughs> lady cut panther off. night <laughs> cougar that would be uh oh heat seeking cougar <laughs> Dave, I love your background. I know this is ultimately going to be audio and no one can see it, but I, I want everyone listening to know that Dave has Dave has a scene from the movie uh, behind him and Cage is like is drowning or He's something. Drowning. I, 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 <laughs> it's one of, one of the many scenes of people just sitting in the water uh, being like sweaty. <laughs> and I, you're, you have the actual USS Indianapolis behind you as your virtual background. So. I do. I felt like um, I had to pay homage to the, yeah. to the, the real heroes, you know, <laughs> the real men of courage. Yeah. Who hated this film. <laughs> they, Hey, they were involved. I actually, that was like, the, at the at the reveal at the end that like there were actual like uh, pe- people who from the USS Indianapolis who were involved in the like consultation of this film, I was like trying to imagine how they felt when they actually watched the film. <laughs> like, Dis- disappointed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <think it> was- <laughs> I just yeah, I just picture like the nur- the nursing home, and they like we you know uh, they wheel in the TV, and they're like, we got a special treat for these. You know, like there's the movie that we've been working on, and like their grandchildren are there, and uh, oh. a- and I feel like it's just, it's such like a poignant mix of emotions of like 
like representation finally but also like just where how how much did that outweigh like just any human's reaction of like god what a piece of shit film <laughs> like, were they proud were they proud of the film uh well not like not to get ahead of ourselves but i did research and it had a, a limited weekend run over veterans day that weekend <laughs> oh veterans day shit oh what was the what was the gross like what did what did they make i didn't look well, well i don't know that's fine i'll, I'll look it like up a, we're uh, probably right to video they <laughs> barely <laughs> covered cage's salary most likely <laughs> Man. Um, well, let's get into it, I guess. Uh, so, Viv, what uh, Miles said that you wanted to be on this one because you're a fan of shark attack movies. Oh, yeah. I also just like love sharks in general. Oh, yeah. I have uh, the shark here. Can you see it? <laughs> a little shark pillow. Anyways, yeah, I love yeah, shark things. A- I love shark movies. And obviously, shark attack movies are the most uh, prominent genre of the shark movie. So, yeah, I love them the most. What are qu- <laughs> quick rundown of some of your favorite shark attack movies? Oh, well, I mean, Jaws, it's a classic. It's such a good one. And then like Jaws 2, Jaws 3, all the shark natos are hilarious. Um, the Meg is a really good movie. Um, open Water, it's frightening. Just didn't oh, like, I, I, was too I hated it. I hated Open Water, but it, yeah, it was too scary. But <laughs> like, I, I actually was very frightened. <laughs> yeah, it was I just too good. That part, and then I couldn't move on because I don't like scary movies in general. But I do like Shark Attack movies. It's like weird. I know. Um, yeah, but uh, I can't think of um, another one. Well, and then this one. Who, yeah, yeah. Now this one at the the top. <laughs> now this. I mean, you know, I mean, you know who else loved Jaws? Uh, clearly, the people behind making this movie. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they they watched Jaws more than they actually like researched uh, the USS Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Or, ma- <laughs> well, or they're it just was only it. a shark movie in name because really the the whole crux of the movie only really lasts like half an hour at the most. Right, you're you're saying like the 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 part when they're actually in the water with the sharks. Right, I feel like that was only like I, mean, the, yeah, that, I wonder how long that was like a I middle feel... thirty to forty minutes, like in the middle of the movie, and then the rest of it, it was like three movies trying to be three different movies before that, and then it was trying to be three different <laughs> movies after that. <laughs> like it turned yeah, into a few it's... good men by the end where like where they had like the where they had the court martial and he like I went know. Like, it was like a military oh tribunal it's more like a few bad movies yeah. my heart just <laughs> sank when uh like because uh, <laughs> yeah like it's it's like in my viewing it's like three movies there's the like there's fake Titanic slash, you know, whatever you're like. Somebody um, definitely saw Titanic too. Yes, Someone yes. watched Titanic. Oh. <laughs> um, then it's like fake Jaws and <laughs> then it's fake A Few Good Men. And yeah, when when we hit like the like hour and a half mark and they get saved from the water and then it's like, Cage is in voiceover and he's like, but the real battle had just begun. I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that I Same, about, I don't think I can say this about many movies, but this would have made like a better like HBO or like Netflix limited series, right? Like there was like too much to there was too much mm. to cover in one movie. 
It would have made a better, a better like History Channel original docu series. Yeah, like they added and, too much weird narrative that I didn't give a shit about. Like Buddy and Smitty and Shimmy and like Dummy and da- like Buddy. I was like, get out of here! I don't you're talking, about you're talking guys. about the Men of Courage right now. <laughs> no, no, but like the literal Men of Courage. Like I wanted to see them like doing like their cool stuff, not like their romance and the dancing around like all that stuff at the beginning all that stuff you know well tacked on friendships i guess that was all like right so before we get into like you know picking apart what uh that what it did wrong i guess let's say what it is which is Mm -hmm. uh like you know it's it's about the ship the uss indianapolis and Mm -hmm. the men of courage who steered it uh during world war ii to deliver, I believe, the uranium for the atom bomb that we dropped on Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. Um, the first yeah, one. Pretty courageous of us. And uh, they, so it, they, they took, they shipped that uranium. And then I think on their way back from doing that, or on their way there, I don't know. Somehow on the, the way uranium, back. The, yeah, because the uranium made it there because mm-hmm. we did drop that bomb. A Japanese sub sank it the ship and uh people were the the sailors were stranded in the water uh believe Mm -hmm. there was like over a thousand crew uh members and then they i think 317 survived and while they were floating around they got eaten by sharks and you know get dehydrated and died in other ways and uh but they also like learned a lot about each other and uh got you know about grown up and and learned that they're they're really more alike than they are different and then um they got saved by uh thomas jane and uh flown <laughs> flown back home and then the real battle began which uh is that the navy and the top brass basically were like we can't look like assholes we we can't look like the the we fucked up so let's pick someone to blame and they had set up like a kangaroo court to blame the uh captain of the ship played by nicholas cage in this movie and uh basically ruined his career i guess did him and wrong. did did him dirty and then until he was exonerated in the 90s by bill clinton and uh, then it was all great. So that this this movie aims to tell every part of that story while also embellishing it with uh, the travails of the crew, their their loves, their losses, their their ups, their downs, uh, what's motivating them, and then also showing what it's really like to be shipwrecked with a bunch of sharks and uh, how scary that would be. And then also to show how the U.S. government and the Navy is is bad sometimes when they're when they do bad things, but it's also full of courage and courageous men. And uh, it aims to do all of that on a budget, and that is not enough to do that, at least in the hands of this director who I was shocked to discover was Mario Van Peebles. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I can't believe this was Mario Van Peebles. Like that, that was truly the punchline on that. Cause like new shark city, (laughs) actor and director, um, 
son of Melvin Van Peebles. Uh, yeah, and he's he's directed things that have character and have like like he's not a bad director, um, like Panther and Badass and and shit like that. But this movie looks, I mean, it looks like it it looks like Sharknado. It's it's really bad. I mean, honestly, like I was amazed they they do a weird thing with the CGI in this movie where the close up shots you can or I'm sorry, the close-up shots you can tell are like really bad CGI of the sharks. But then every yeah, once yeah. in a while, they'll cut away to just like a shot, like an establishing shot of a shark that with like no other actors or like sets in the frame. And you can tell they use footage of like a real shark. Right? Uh-huh. So it just made it weirder when they do the cutaway back to the bad CGI. It's like you could notice it more. Like I almost wish they had just been consistent with the shitty CGI. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Yeah, the the sharks existed in in the uncanny ocean, and uh, but the uh, I think the the real for I don't know why because it seems like sharks would be much harder to do than this. But the torpedoes were the shittiest looking CGI. Oh Did you guys God. notice that? It looked yes. like an N sixty. It looked like Star Fox sixty four. I could see like the polygons. Of the yeah. animation. Oh my god, yeah. It's like like it's it's like they didn't it's like they did the animatic and then they like forgot to finish the rest of the oh animation. <laughs> Miles yeah. and I watched it together and I didn't know at the time what movie what year the movie had been made in. Mm. And I was just like, Oh man, the CGI is so bad. Like what was this like two thousand three, two thousand four? And what did you say? It was like twenty seventeen and I twenty sixteen. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I can stop laughing for like 30 minutes because it's like even now. (laughs) Are you, are you? (laughs) I thought this was from like 2004. That's how bad it is. I was like laughing so hard. Are you ready? You ready for the real punchline? So I looked, according to IMDb, the uh, budget for this movie was, any guesses? I'm going to say like, oh God, 40 million dead on 40 million and the oh. uh the worldwide gross any guesses uh, yeah, yeah. less than 20 two two million two million two million this that I is mean, sad this it got a limited release dude but i can't like, believe this movie ate up 38 million dollars that was just in the <laughs> yeah. world that we could have used for i mean can you imagine like, how do you charge the film? They'll be like, I was there. Okay, you can go in. And all my family. Okay, you can go in the movie too, I guess. Like, God damn it. This really not going to make any money off this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> You yeah. think that that's where it got lost? It was every, A lot of people saw it, but they, it, they just saw it for free. The longer that we do this podcast, I get more and more angry about just the stupefying loss of money. Just, just like... I mean, clearly, like things like this, like what, um, what was the this is like Hannibal Productions or yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. I wrote it down because I was like, what? Yeah, I watched uh, Hanna- Hannibal Hannibal Classics. Ago, I was like, Ugh. Hannibal Classics, of which, like, <laughs> yeah, we, we can all remember some of our favorite Hannibal Classics, and uh, <laughs> and, and, classics. And pa- none of us can name. Uh, and Patriot Pictures, which is like, yeah, there's a couple you know, good ones. There's a Silence of the Lambs. 
There's a red dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Patriot pictures and I was like, so, okay. Is that, that's like you protest a little too much. Like, so is this like Saudi or Russian oligarchs? Like, uh, you know, use it. This is a tax shelter for it's, it's not Americans. (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah. It's one of those super PAC. Yeah, there's no way in hell this was made by Americans. It was it was made for like it was like some kind of like tax shelter. Yes. Like it yeah, had and, to and, be. There's no other explanation that's what, for it. Like those corporations in James Bond films that are like external international export. <laughs> yeah, exactly. America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the crime or the <laughs> but, but what they're doing on the legal face of it is just like awful movies like this. Oh my it's god. It's like it like if we make a patriotic enough movie, no one will question us. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> yeah, loved and hated that about the movie. It's the patrioticness like patriotic fireworks fireworks patrioticness of it you know well but it's interesting because like the i i was confused because the initial sort of introduction to it's like patriot pictures it's like okay here we go and then (laughs) and and, and then there there's like uh we see like a shadowy room filled with smoke and like fat old white men while ominous music plays and they're discussing the mission of the USS Indianapolis. And I was like, is, what is the tone here? Because this seems very villainous for these like men of courage. And, and then like, I realized that, that it, it I don't know uh, whose decision this was, whether this was Mario Van Peebles or uh, the writers, uh, Cam Cannon, Cam Cannon, and Richard Rionda Del Castro. Okay, definitely uh, if, fake names. Right. <laughs> Those sound like Superman Cam- comic names. It's like me. Cam Cannon sounds like a porn. Rionda Del Castro and Cam Cameron. They make the decision to make the Navy top brass look evil, basically. Like there's not a lot of shading to it because all we see is them basically being like, we need to stop this war. And the only way we're going to do that is through like mass, just by, by using an atomic weapon. And then the next time we see it is like the ship sunk. Uh, we're not taking the blame for this. We need to frame somebody. And so it's like, damn, like, okay. So the, the, the politics of this movie, uh, frames the the top brass of the navy as villains but the people who carried out the the mission are courageous which you know fair enough like that's like i i guess i'm on board with that to a degree like um the the movie's politics don't run very like deep or in depth yeah it definitely seems like they're trying to keep their fingers out of other things you know have it both ways Mm. but um but that's interesting because it's not like a Tom Clancy thing, uh, you know. <laughs> and and they go out of their way to make uh, the Japanese look heroic as well, mm-hmm. as, if mm-hmm. not strange. I <laughs> did like that, like more they that they gave that more of a narrative. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, this is cool. I don't think I've ever seen this, especially not in a shark attack movie. Although at that point I was like, oh, cool. Sharks are going to maybe tangle with them a little bit, but then there was no sharks. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> like a, like a reservoir dog standoff between the sharks, the Americans and the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jazz like, sharks. What if it had been historically accurate up to that point and then it just took a left turn? It would have been a better film, right? <laughs> Well, oh, I want to. I'm going to go off at some point during this about uh, the historical accuracy or inaccuracy of this movie because mm. it is all over the map. And mm-hmm. like you know, I uh, no. Let's go off now. Let's let you oh, know. Here's a fun one. Ready? Yeah. The, originally, it took the ship 12 minutes to sink. How the hell did all that shit happen in 12 minutes? <laughs> well, uh, originally, also, the ship didn't sink the by splitting in half. It, like, the the front of it started to sink, and then it capsized to the side. But yeah, they literally do, they take the scene from Titanic where the where the thing splits and the people fall. <laughs> like, yeah, they just I mean, do that. Like, I, honestly, I feel like, I feel like Titanic set a bad precedent for all future, like, ship, sinking movies right yeah. because now because now every ship has to go down at like a 90 degree angle when in reality <laughs> like that is not really how it happens like out there on the no. ocean you know well like no. uh, my, my thing the torpedoes sit on the wrong side too i read in the movie i was like that's something you can just easily fix right yeah. that's a pretty crappy cgi you just go floop, floop. i think there's a keystroke shortcut for that guy yeah, yeah, just mirror it with the, with the boat no, they don't care. They And this is what was like, it's like, not only is this movie bad and the way that it's bad is that it's like aping. Yeah. So it apes Titanic, like in several like blatant ways that where like mm-hmm. the way that the ship sinks and the way that they shoot it. Also, there's a character stuck in the brig while the ship is sinking. Like, right. um, I don't remember if he gets mm-hmm. out or not. Does he just yeah. die? He does. Yeah. They leave him, and then the guy comes. The other guy comes back for. I, I don't. I don't remember anyone's name, so I. I can't oh, be more yeah. specific. But yeah, all why in would under you? twelve minutes too, which is just insanity. Yeah. There's needless shot, like foreshadowing of the sharks in several ways that like explicitly apes Jaws, and I like shooting. There's a shot through a shark's teeth, <laughs> like a like a the Jaws <laughs> yes. of the shark. Oh you remember God, that? Remember just that for shot. no this... reason, and. And like, uh, okay, here's, um, let me just spell this whole thing out because it's like some some of the characters, I don't remember any characters' names because they don't matter. Um, they're, they're down in, I don't know, the so, some part inside of the ship and this character played by someone who's acting the hell out of this role uh, comes down with what he says is a dove, turns out to be a pigeon, uh, which gets some laughs. And he's like, hey, by the way, uh, if you guys don't, don't worry about needing, not knowing how to swim, if you don't know how to, because what's really going to get you is the sharks and it's the big, great white sharks are going to get you if we, and he basically, he basically acts like Quint from Jaws. And then I, and then I was like, wait a second, is this movie just doing the, this is just the story from Jaws. And, I, and yes, it is. But the, and then they but they just have their own Quint character in it who's, who's giving like and then. OK, so if you want to make you want to remake Jaws, then remake Jaws or you want to remake Titanic, you know, whatever, do that. But like why? Why dress it up as history if you're going to get all the history wrong? Because they're uh, great white sharks mm-hmm. were not the sharks that killed those people great white sharks don't swim out there they swim off the 
coast of like Hawaii. Yeah, like, there were ti- was like tiger sharks. Tiger mostly, sharks. Yeah. Right. So, the, the, like, what the fuck? And not only like, what else? There were so many silly things. The thing the, that first tip. One of my favorite stories. I actually know about this story because I love Jaws so much, and then I'm like a history sort of a nerd, and my brother's a huge history nerd, and so we were like reading the history about the ships, and we like read about the stories about the dudes who were like. Yeah, we were like trying to punch sharks to keep them off of us for a little while. And then, you know, stuff like that. So I was sort of waiting for that to happen in the film. And I feel like it did at one point, but I was laughing so hard that it didn't sink in or it was so quick. And then all the way, fast forward to the end of the film, remember there was like that one part where the guy was like, the real guy was talking about like the story about the punching yeah. of the sharks. And I was like, I was waiting for this the whole time. Where right. was the punching of the sh- That's so easy to do. Like, Cause I that's feel like, Come yeah. On, Cause that's punching? the whole, what's the point of doing the movie unless you're going to get into the specifics. Like the they, specifics are what make it interesting. Yeah, like they yeah, cause boiled the, the whole story of that down to like three, a, a monologue in jaws and they included the punching and you couldn't do it in this whole movie. Right, right. Yeah, because that's like what's interesting. Yeah, you have to punch the sharks in the eyes to make them go away. Also, just like to make the sh- them angry and like just to piss them off because the humans don't taste good. And, you know, and then you follow like the biological logic of it. And, and then it was also like mostly dehydration and saltwater poisoning, too. It wasn't yeah. just like whack-a-mole with the sharks like bing bonk bing bonk bing (laughs) (laughs) no they make it seem like the sharks were just tearing the people apart but like the sharks are not that ferocious like it doesn't work that way and so it's just you know we've talked about this before on this podcast but this is another one of those things where it's like a film that's ostensibly like tell it finally telling the story of some historical thing and and do paying tribute and yet it completely bastardizes the story and makes it incomprehensible (sighs) and and takes like dilutes it so much that anything that's actually like that that's actually unique or tied Mm. to real life of the story is just evaporated off and you're just left with something that's just aping better movies yeah and also you're just left with nick cage yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) it's essentially just nick cage and the japanese commander by the end of it like that's the only part you care about yeah then you don't really care about it that was the only good good scene, I think, in in my opinion. I mean, maybe I'm being generous, but the scene after the court the the court scene where they both see each other, oh, they yeah. talk, and and the guy's like, you know, he's like, uh, as like a man, I'm uh, I'm happy to, that I helped save you, uh, but as like a Japanese person, I it was my job to kill you, and I wonder if I should have killed you because you guys bombed us <laughs> with an atomic bomb, and uh, Nick Cage says something similar, yeah, and that, it's like, yeah, like that's real. That part's so real. Well, also in the in real life, that ja- the Japanese commander's whole family was killed in the Hiroshima bombing. Holy so, shit! Yeah, so it adds more poignancy to that last scene but they don't even bring it up in the movie. I was like, that is, that's the button on that scene. That is what makes that scene heartbreaking. Honestly. But they don't even mention it. Like Vivian and I found that out because we read about it afterward. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the whole thing, I I mean, honestly, like the, the Japanese uh, commander, what was his name? Uh, Hashimoto. Um, He, that was the most interesting, like moral thing for me in the film. And, and the only character that actually sort of felt uh, like a sketch of of a real person, really. Like although those, uh, those two were the like men of the courage. men of courage. Like yeah. maybe if that was what they meant of that, I'd be like full on. Like yet yeah, the shipmates 
all the crew and then like those two dudes men of honor but then didn't you kind of want them to kiss a little bit too you're like just go in and do this a little bit now i do, <laughs> just do yeah just do it a little bit honestly it was like <laughs> this movie was so many movies they could have added like a broke back mountain element to it also <laughs> why not i did this sketch of you captain it's you naked holding a necklace of the heart of the ocean <laughs> uh, also can, can i tell you Wait, go ahead. Oh, I'm. Are, are we? Can we like break out into minutia of certain scenes? Yeah, are yeah, I think yet? so. Because we okay. we already c- covered the, the the broad strokes. I mean, what else is there and to also, say? Most of this. I mean, honestly, if like if you're at all interested in this story, read about it because it's more interesting and will save you more time than watching the movie. Just um, watch. Yeah. Just watch. Go to YouTube and watch the Quint speech from Jaws. Like it's <laughs> seriously. It, it, you're gonna feel more. And you're gonna, it's gonna give you everything that this movie was trying to do, but better. And then, yeah, read read about the the Hashimoto and his whole thing. That's that's it. Everyone else is not even a person. It says the survivors say it's uh, it's held in very low regard by the survivors. The film very low regard, (laughs) very low in quotes on Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I I would like to bring up something that was impossible to ignore uh the the guy in the lifeboat that is like gripping his own the dismembered leg for like <laughs> oh, no why did you bring up the fucking leg because it's oh. just every single time every scene every time the camera cuts to him that's like all you can focus on is his like is his uh is his like mangled dismembered like leg like thigh or a uh, uh, calf that he's like holding he's like holding the like, cradling yeah it. it's like so uh, yeah, distracting I, I think he's oh. supposed to be like in shock or something but it just it feels the tone of it is so weird like it seems like unnecessary viscera at that point and it's just like ah. yeah it, it, especially it's the- because there has nothing there really hasn't been anything else that jarring at that point because there was an explosion and people flying off the ship and then it's like my leg and then it's like steady cam hold on the leg for like five minutes and you're just like oh my god why 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 yeah well yeah i mean it it also doesn't it looks like a prop what's that halloween store that's open all year round party city or, sure yeah or, it looks uh, like it's no, from no. party no I, I know what you're thinking of halloween you know what i'm talking spirit. about it's like halloween spirit yeah <laughs> halloween spirit yeah yeah spirit halloween it, it looks like something that you'd get from oh, there for know. like 75 bucks I want to I want to call out my two favorite um I get historical just like the most blatant historical inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. The first one that like cuz I mean I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt to a degree cuz it's saying okay like they don't Same. have a lot of money. I don't know why you try to do a period piece if you don't have I mean they had 40 million dollars but like it's not that they um, didn't have money. I just don't know where it went. <laughs> sure, yeah. It, it, every, all the sets look nondescript and shitty. All the all the period detail is like cheap and somehow still looks like the 2000s even though i it's hard to point out what exactly is wrong like i think it's like the it's the lack of specificity probably like all the rooms feel kind of empty everything looked like a screensaver the whole (laughs) movie looked like one long screensaver but but the moment that like really set off an alarm <laughs> in my head was uh, but before the the men of courage get on the USS Indianapolis and there's the two guys who are sort of like 
not fighting over one woman, but like oh. we, we get in, introduced into their whole thing and one of them's going to like swing dance with her for a, a little bit and doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but like, uh, one of them Which, again, the other I'm, I'm and he goes, sorry to butt in Dave, but there was just like a swing dance musical number that like at the beginning of the movie, it was like, a it's full, all, it's it was all films. Choreographed. It was like non-diegetic music <laughs> yeah. that they just started dancing to. I was like, wait, all of a sudden there's a musical number and then that's it. There's never another one in the movie. after uh, that. It, it's also Chicago. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh. Um, but the, the one guy turns to the other and he, he's like, well, you know, like, you know what I say, or, you know what I always say, uh, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And the other guy finishes the quote. I was like, that's Wayne Gretzky. That's Wayne Gretzky said that in 1983. That's like the, mo one of the most famous quotes <laughs> of all they time. They said so much dumb shit like that too. Like. Yeah, I'm. Mean, yeah, everybody's like. Kind oh of, God! All the quotes were just bad. It was like, "That's my girl," but I love her. Yeah, oh. I, the dialogue is shit in general, but it's just like. That's a good example. I don't know. It's it, it's like some somebody like l looking at it, they look at each other and he's like, uh, "You know what I always say? Uh, I I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I am not a crook. <laughs> like we did, just like pulling out, <laughs> like." It's just insane. My other favorite thing that <laughs> um, is in the like sh needless foreshadowing that there are going to be sharks later in the movie when <laughs> when the ship is sinking um, it, it, in the like waterlogged cabin. Uh, the uh, a copy of National Geographic like floats over like a guy's feet, and it's the shark issue of National Geographic, but. If, so, like, first of all, wait a second. Like, I know National Geographic has been around for a minute, but you're telling me that the sailors were reading National Geographic on the ship? Like, that seems like a stretch. Like, shouldn't they be reading, like, I don't know, uh, Tijuana Bibles or something? I but, don't know. Sometimes there's boobies in National Geographic. True, true. Good point. Second, though... Um, yeah, there's a, so there's erase a, that off your list. Wait, I'm not <laughs> <Just> done. <kidding. laughs> the, there's a photograph of a shark on the front. There was no underwater photography of sharks at the time. That technology <laughs> did not exist. Third, third of all, like you couldn't take a picture of anything <laughs> underwater that was moving because the, the, the they didn't have lenses at, that could do that. Third of all, it's not National Geographic because they, they couldn't get the rights to do that, I guess. So the, the magazine is actually called Natutal Geography. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's not even that. a word. I just it's not even a word. It's gibberish. They just photoshopped one of the letters out of the title and then like kind of scrambled it around. Natutal Geography. Oh Stupid. <laughs> Wow. Good catch. I, I just, I think my mind just like filled in the blanks and I just, I just yeah. thought it was like National Geographic. That's what they wanted you to do. Oh God. Yeah. Your brain kind of does that sometimes. Anyway, I, I feel like if, if anything like sums up what's, what's wrong with that film, with this film, it's that it's all of that. Yeah. The carefully photoshopped out items. <laughs> You're telling me, man. Uh, um, also, uh, speaking of things they can't Photoshop out, but wish they could, 
Did you notice the uh, 21st century aviators that Cage was wearing the whole time? <laughs> like I did. It looks like he bought them at a mall kiosk, like like right, like on the way to set. He's like, oh, damn, I forgot I told him I was going to bring my own sunglasses. <laughs> hey, pull over for a second. I, I got to get something. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't catch this, but according to the IMDb goofs section, there's a scene where he's looking in his binoculars with the, his aviators, which is also funny. Um, and then he oh, he he, uh, he lowers his binoculars in, in which in the lenses of which you could see like the reflection of the sea. But in the uh, reflections uh, and his aviators, it's the condos that are on the beach in Georgia <laughs> where they filmed it, <laughs> which is funny, too, because it's supposed to take place in like, you know. San Francisco and Japan. Oh, but, oh my God. Dude, this oh my is, God. you know, just Good. layers, layers of in, ineptitude and incompetence and just like not, oh just people not caring. A couple, yeah, there's a couple more things that I wrote down. It's just like, oh yeah, there, there's also notice like the, the crazy spray tans that everyone has, like once they get <laughs> rescued from being out on the, uh, out on the ocean, like all the, all the random side characters and grunts have like really bad spray tans, which I guess they would have been sunburned, so that's consistent. But it's not. But it, in no, that it looks way. like shit. Though. Yeah, like it literally yeah, looks like no. a spray tan. They didn't do a good job on that front. Yeah, they're but, they're but just also, orange and dirty. But then also, Cage is not sunburned yeah. at all. He's like the only one that no. is not sunburned <laughs> in any way, which is a weird <laughs> thing that you notice. Um, and, yeah, how come all of his scenes like were at night and not in the day? Also. <laughs> Like the the continuity between when things are happening in this movie is just like <laughs> incomprehensible. <laughs> well, they definitely they they definitely get across uh, the grinding drag of time of just being shipwrecked That's because true. Uh, because it that whole the whole middle section where they're in the water should be the most fun and like action packed, but it's like actually the most boring part, like. Probably because the writing is just so so bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's that whole like part thing with like the guy who, who's like making up a story to tell everybody to like he's, it, to keep everybody sane. He's like making up a story about uh, a, a romance or something. I don't. Oh, it's just yeah. another oh, thing God. that just felt and like pulled so from another movie. Cool stories that they could have done, but they tried and failed. It was like funny because you're like wow i'm really uh, understanding the boring passage of time not because they're trying to convey that but just because the writing is so bad <laughs> yeah because this this sucks i'm tired of being stuck in the water with these people yeah <laughs> which is a shame because if they just had them punching sharks it would have been way better sure yes or i'm sure there had to have been a little bit of like planning to like keep them alive like that would have been interesting like keep it historical you know like go with what you know guys like Scroll down the Wikipedia page a little bit further. Well, I mean, like, again, this is just a perfect example. And we've run across so many of these movies, not just in this podcast, but also just in being like movie lovers and watching a million movies. Like how many times have you seen a movie based on real events or historical narrative where the movie's so bad and then you read about it afterward and you're like, you should have just actually made the movie 
of the things that actually happened and it yeah. would have been a better movie. Like the story is already no. exciting enough. Like why are you changing things to make it more boring? Why did they invent all of these these stories when the actual, like again, that's why I said it should have just been a fucking History Channel docuseries. You don't just say the facts. The facts are interesting. Yeah, even, of- even on set they found out I was looking on the Wikipedia that a bunch of them had relatives or like people that they knew who were actually on the ship. And I was like, why you could have fuck called them and asked. Just interview those people. <laughs> yeah. You knew them. They, you knew, <laughs> yeah. They're alive. <laughs> Just talk to them. Like literally the, the most, the most interesting part of this movie is the like two minutes at the end where they, it's just interview footage of yeah. like actual survivors of the, of the thing. You're like, Oh yeah, that I can see. The, I, I felt the actual thing that yeah, this movie and, was trying to make me feel. And also uh, this is neither here nor there, but Dave, isn't it weird that we've now watched two movies based on historical events in a row that end with the real people involved in the story, like making, <laughs> like breaking the fourth wall at the end and having like all yes. the camera interviews? It's just weird that it happened twice in a row like that. It is. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but it is really yeah. weird. You guys want to know something else super random and weird? Yes. Non sequitur. So in the trailer, I remember I was, I was watching it and you see the uh, Enola Gay, which is the bomber that dropped right. the bomb. And um, I happened to be watching, since I'm in Quar Quar, I'm watching The Simpsons. And it was the um, one where he sells his plane and it's called the I'm on a roll of gay. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I never like, it was just too quick. And I never caught that full joke before. And it was just funny that I happened to be watching it. It was like right after we watched it, Miles, and I was laughing so hard. And then I wrote down, I'm on a roll of gay. So that's actually the first note <laughs> I wrote for all of this. <laughs> the other like baffling thing they did is, you know, when he uh, when he goes to the trial and then they just do like flashbacks and recaps of the whole first half of the movie that you just watched. <laughs> yes. Why? Oh, my God. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, God. Let's, <laughs> let's throw some other stuff out here. Um, I like the, uh, Admiral's son. I like that. He's kind of like the villain, the villainous prick. I, I like that. That's a great yeah. stock character. The, the rich guy's son. Who's like, uh, I don't know, just being just awful, but I think That's he, he dies. Right? Animal house for a little bit. And then he was like that dick guy in animal house, you know, and like the other guys. Yeah. He bites it. And then his friend, uh, becomes his, uh, his baby daddy, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I oh oh I, I know why I brought him up is because there's that scene where they're they're making fun of him. Uh, all the his like underlings are making fun of him, and then he comes, which is just another like it's just every single scene is just a fucking trope. It's just a it's just stolen from some better piece of media that like everyone is making fun of him and doing impressions of him, and then he walks in and he's like, "What the? I, I heard what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. Right. <laughs> and what what are you oh, drinking? God, that's you know, right. you know, everybody gets quiet except for the one guy who's doing the impression. You're like, Boop. but like he he, <laughs> he has some like nonsensical line where he's like have you been drinking and what's that on your breath mm, smells like liquor or something it's like okay that's the same thing and then he goes swab up that giggle water we're shipping out <laughs> <laughs> giggle water God giggle damn. water i made sure uh, to say swab though i added that in there yeah they're they're sailors <laughs> 
a great cinematic moment. They're they're gambling on the ship and rolling dice, and the guy rolls a seven and wins some money, and then he rolls snake eyes, and the torpedo hits. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you still have that clip of like one of my favorite parts of the movie? Is because like half of this, half of the stuff you guys were saying is like, I'm like, I don't remember that guy. I think because my brain was just like, no, that's like stock photography you saw at some point. Like you just and it filtered out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so boring and standard. Um, but I loved when at the end when they finally get him and Nick Cage does that ex- ex- crazy fucking yell and I couldn't find it on the internet to listen to it again. But do you still oh, have it, Miles, on your phone? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'm I'm actually gonna post it because it's like one of the it's like so good and it's uh, so good because yeah. at that point in the movie you're like please just cut back to cage anyways you know <laughs> like nobody if no one's punching sharks then i do not care yeah uh well, what's the consensus of how cage did in this movie i actually think he was pretty good for the for what he was given for like the exactly. material yeah. What, yeah whatever that line was it's like four words it's like no get my men first and he's like get no yeah no i wrote it. He, he goes thank you for landing <laughs> i'm okay get my men out of the water. water. <laughs> that was, you know, that was like the 27th take. And he's like, let me do one more. And they're like, I don't know how you could lengthen this anymore. And he's like, I can get a couple more seconds out of this. Let what, me go. Let me go. What was that one line where the <laughs> the one guy like s- s- spits in the in the food and he gives it to the Admiral's son? And, uh, and, and Nick Cage is like, what? do you put in this delicious pie theodore (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) that was really good it's like half of the script was written by like a bot like microsoft word was like do you need help writing this script it was like yeah (laughs) like like clippy it was like apple pie please (laughs) like (laughs) Like clippy popped up he's like it looks like you're writing a historical uh (laughs) 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 let me Uh, help you first take the most interesting parts of the story and ditch them and rewrite it would it you looks like, like you're trying to write Titanic. Plot with two bros. <laughs> Would you like to consolidate just... three or more historical uh, people into one character? <laughs> I, I w- this is so lame, but I was just thinking while watching it of the meme. You know, it's like it's like, yeah, mom, can we get Titanic? Uh, we have Titanic at home. <laughs> Titanic. At yeah, home. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another weird thing: how it's connected to Titanic. Do you know how James Cameron actually became like obsessed with the Titanic and like went and dug it up and stuff? Yeah. Do you know about that? Yes. So I read that um, in 2017, Paul Allen, who's the co-founder of Microsoft, went and dug up the USS Indianapolis with his like lots of money. What's with rich guys digging up old boats? Why they be doing that? <laughs> what's the deal with <laughs> like seriously i don't understand it's just weird I, that like i made a movie about titanic and i'm gonna go dig it up and then this other microsoft guy was like you know i saw this movie about uss indianapolis i'm gonna go dig it up like what it was the same year they made the movie they went and dug it up it's it, maybe he watched the movie and was just inspired honestly yeah, and I would be more interested in watching a documentary about Paul Allen digging it up than I would in watching this movie. Like, for, I, yeah. I, like at this point, anything is better than watching this movie. I would be more, <laughs> I would be more interested in watching a drama in which Nick Cage plays Paul Allen going to dig up the USS yes. Indianapolis. That's a great. And then there's idea, a subplot. Dave. Subplot: <laughs> Him and James Cameron become friends delays avatar further benefiting us all you know it's just like and and you know why they delay it is because they're kissing 
I see you. <laughs> also fucking stolen, Cameron. Stolen. Like yeah. this movie. Here's some just some facts. Uh this is <laughs> this is straight from the IMDB trivia. I'm I'm gonna read this out loud and I don't know exactly what this means, but here we go. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage's handprints have been enshrined in a reef object placed just off Perdido Pass near Orange Beach, Alabama. The site called Poseidon's Playground is a popular dive location. So I don't know what a reef object is, and I don't know what it means to have your handprints enshrined in one, but it, let's go. Wait, yeah. Wait, like to, what? Can we dive and like see his handprints? <laughs> I think so. And they make it sound like they got it like without his knowledge or something yeah, like, like as if, like, like, he, as if like, it's like grauman's chinese or something and it's like right, out front but, he like goes and puts his handprints in like what does that mean like right i just i like to imagine that he like just accidentally like leaned on some wet concrete and, and then they like just dunked it in the water and made it a tourist attraction they were like Nick, anyway, no, i want to go uh, uh all right never mind just throw it overboard are you doing yeah, that hot dog cool they just like caught it and made a Cause like what, what thing that lives in the ocean or like part of the reef, could you like put a mold of your hands into? That's like, would you like melt down some coral? That's frightening. Yeah. What is a reef object? I don't know. That, what does that mean? I think it's I just know. an object in a reef. It could be anything. Right. Uh, like a reef, yeah, like a Christmas reef. Like no, reef. no reef. Like, what? like a R E E F. Like oh yeah, no, that's reef. what I've been saying. Like a coral oh, yeah. reef. Yeah. Like what in what of that stuff? Like a sponge. Yeah. <laughs> what are they talking about? I don't know. I, I have uh, no idea. Very um, odd. I as as per usual, I looked up why you know why was Nicolas Cage in this film? Mm -hmm. I tried to you know what was it about this film that called uh, to him and as has becoming a pattern um like i'm i'm reminded in particular of like why was he in season of the witch and the answer was he was like i was shooting bad lieutenant in a hot uh indoors and it was hot and i wanted to be in a cold forest <laughs> and so <laughs> um this is uh this is from a exclusive interview with cage and mario van peebles with flickeringmyth.com um sorry he, his name is so silly he he says one of my dreams of one of my dreams or first loves is the ocean and my dream has always been to do a movie that takes place at sea i haven't been able to do that to get that to happen yet i almost did a picture with ron howard called the sea wolf that didn't work out i almost did the perfect storm but that didn't work out so i was like i'm really frustrated here i want to play captain nemo in two twenty thousand leagues under the sea i've got to get on the water and Richard said, it just so happens I have a script. So, and then... Um, Wait a minute, hold why... on. You mean he did this oh, shit instead of a Ron Howard movie and also instead of remaking 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, both of which probably would have been sick. Well, the the Captain Nemo thing has been one of his dreams forever. That's like one of his his dreams that he, he's been talking about for decades wanting to oh, do. Oh God, that and makes this even sadder because how not 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is this film. <laughs> uh, poor Nick. I, I really, he might be too old now, but I I would love to see him play Captain Nemo. I, I think that I mean, really I is like... I, I think you can get away with like a with like a 60-year-old yeah. or I don't know, however yeah. old he yeah. almost is. Like you, you can get away with, it, with the Captain yeah. Nemo. It's okay. Uh, He's supposed to be grizzled and sort of like, you know, um, yeah. beat down. Right. 
That's yeah, so like funny Pix- that he thought this film was going to be that, like men. That this curse. was like, going to scratch, scratch that itch for him. <laughs> yeah, that he was like, this will be me wrestling the octopus. Like, did he think he was going to be literally wrestling a shark? Well, he does. He does kind of like kick at one. <laughs> I know, but oh again, my god, oh my god, that part <laughs> again. They actually fought the shark, so put yes. that in the movie. Like, <laughs> I know. We could have had a cage wrestles a shark film and they like stopped at the door and didn't open it. Oh, yeah. It could it could have been like that scene in zombie, that famous scene where the zombie fights a shark, but it's just cage. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where's that movie? Does Nick does Nick Cage love sharks? I know he has a pet shark, but does he like do a lot of shark things? I thought that would have been why he did this film. I'm sure he does. Uh, he had a pet octopus named Cool that lived in a urinal. That's I, I don't I don't know about sharks. Yeah, I saw they had a pet shark. They just looked for the word shark on some page about Nick Cage. <laughs> but the the answer of why this movie, um, this was the this was written by what were their names again? Cam 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 Cannon, Cannon and Ricardo Von Peebles. <laughs> and, and Richard Rionda Del Castro and who <laughs> who were the uh producers of 2014's Rage um oh. which was oh. yeah which I mean I don't remember Rage that well but I feel like it was like the mob one. Right. Okay. That one was still a better movie than this one. Right. It was like by not a wide margin, right. but it it was more successful. I could name three hundred and twenty movies better than this one. That's true. Three seventeen, three twenty. A better movie than this one for each man who survived. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, I, I I was like because he keeps working with like first time d- directors and and you know novices and shit. Which and we've gone into this in depth you know it's like i think because they kind of let him do his thing and because i don't know because he's just mm. a weird guy um but i but why keep working because rage was not successful like it, it, i mean it was like literally a failure of of a movie so i'm curious why i probably because mario van peebles was connected but uh i don't know that's mm. a little baffling to me uh, and the last thing i have to say is just a tangential thing of uh what what uh, Cam Cannon and Richard Rionda Del Castro are working on next, which is a movie entitled Hashtag Tsunami. <laughs> no. <laughs> about, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm, it, it's I'm about, into it. <laughs> it's, about, it's about the largest tsunami in recorded history hitting LA and uh, the aftermath of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so be on the lookout. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll have to be. I live in Los Angeles. I'm, wor- I'm really startled and worried about this now. I don't know. It's all right. So that's, that's like everything I have to say. Uh, Dave, I I lost you. Can you repeat what you just said? I I said, I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) Okay. Um, I would like to very quickly read, uh, Vivian and I, after we watched the movie together, wrote down a quick list of movies that we thought this was aping or that borrowed themes or tropes from. Oh yeah. Um, so it's oh, like, so, so I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna go down the list. This is not in any particular order. Yeah. So first off, Titanic, obviously. Yeah. Jaws, obviously. Yeah. A, uh, a few good men, like I said earlier. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A, a World War II sub movie. There's a couple in the genre you can choose from. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those. Uh, also, yeah. there's like there's shades of like a political thriller 
like after the trial part as you know where it's like oh well we have to keep this secret mission secret yeah um well yeah all the all the like dark smoky rooms right with the men who are like mm-hmm. the lies it. upon lies yeah. upon yeah. lies um and then there's also some uh vivian pointed this one out there's also some remember the titans going on here uh in the in in the like in the beginning where there's like racial tension and then like one of the one of the officers is like trying to like keep his like men mm. together and like you know keep their morale up uh a la uh a la um, yeah. Denzel in remember the titans with his team um yeah that's a good call i i and do, then, well, let me interject let me interject with the one thing that i remember that i also wanted to point out as an inaccuracy which is that the, there were black people, black men and white men on the ship, but it was still segregated. Like they were not allowed to talk to each other or like they wouldn't weren't allowed to go to the trial together or stuff like that's all fantasy, too. Why invent this shit? Especially if you're Mario Van Peebles. Like, what the fuck? The, I noticed the, the real life is on the ship. I was like, wait, what? That's not there. I did notice a little bit on the ship. They're separated some of the time and i was like oh they are doing it right but then they're not in the bunks and then they're not when they're eating and i was like oh wait what 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 no no no, no. why why not. smooth like they're all making fun of the boss together and i was like no they'd be making fun of like a mexican kid they found easily that's not why smooth that over it makes it a lamer movie anyway yeah. uh, keep, and it would have given the remember the titans moment yeah or like um because it is kind of cute at the end when one of them walks over and it's like, you want to punch sharks together or you're like, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last one very simply was the notebook um, <laughs> for, for obvious reasons where he's like, re- where he's like writing the letters to like his fucking woman back at home. And then there's the, <laughs> there's the weird love triangle going on. Um, that one was, a, yeah, I, I did. That one was like unexpected, but it very obviously in there. Somehow. That's very apt. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's hard to to catch that one because the uh, fucking the voiceover, like the cage voiceover, only happens like three or four times in the movie, and it's just pure exposition. It's, it's like it's such a it's such an it's so jarring too. Like it sounds like, like they, oh god, yeah, it sounds like they recorded um, like enough of it to cover like the whole movie. But then once they edited it and they were like, well, this is like, they like took a bunch of it out, but then still left some of it in instead of just like realizing it didn't work at all. And like removing all of it. It's, it was just like a, it was, it was a weird half baked thing that was just made things more confusing, uh, like which was forgot. the, yeah. Which is like the opposite but, of what oh, it was shit, supposed we'll to do. That. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, we left that God. narration in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or there... Just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was the cl- it was the classic thing of like, oh, we shot the scenes, but actually, uh, the um, the characters and the motivation are unclear, and uh, we need to explain why they're doing what they're doing, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they just have Nick Cage be like, "My darling Louise, I am a sailor, and I I captain this ship." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's oh, I remember bad. that part. He was like, "I am a captain. I am on the sea. This yeah, is a yeah. boat. This is my hat." This is my-. I was like, "Oh my god." Uh, <laughs> why do i do what i, I do like, those like stupid longing moments that's when i did feel like it kind of got notebooky especially when there was that one scene where the two dudes who were like best friends were in the rain like looking at each other and then like one of them died i was like oh come on like that felt very <laughs> nicholas sparksy at least i suppose to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like a, i can't 
I've never, I've never seen the notebook, but there's that, I know there's that one meme where she like runs up in the rain and her dress is very wet. Well, they're both wet. They're in the rain. You know, you've seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen the notebook. No, I'm a man. Most people. <laughs> um, all right. Well, <laughs> um, this was a bad one. Miles, have you seen I, the notebook? Yes, I have seen the notebook and I hope I never see it again. Because because it made you cry too much. Yeah, man, I was I was sobbing for days afterward. I I, I can't let myself get emotionally. <laughs> Would you rather in movies like that? <laughs> Would you rather watch the USS Indianapolis Men of Courage again or the Notebook? The Notebook. <laughs> I would rather watch. I, I would. I would. If I had to choose, I would rather only watch the Notebook. Like the Notebook could be the only movie I could watch for an entire year. Uh, if given the choice between watching this one one more time or having to only watch the Notebook for the next wow. year of my life, I would choose to watch the Notebook instead of this one again. I wouldn't wow, like wow. it. Yeah, you, but wow, that wow, wow. you know. <laughs> I, I. It sounds like you're exaggerating, but I've seen this movie, and I know you're not. No, um, I'm 100% not. This is an awful movie. It's I, I asked to watch this. Yeah. I yeah, asked I, to watch this and I regret it. <laughs> I regret I, it. I still... I, I, I think, Actually, uh, there were some parts that were cool. There, I will say there were some parts that were cool. The the part the that I... The part shark, that I really... Like, basically like kissing Nick Cage's cheek. Oh, fun. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, I also... swims by him. Can we talk about the uh, the kaitens really quick the like kamikaze oh yeah torpedo I, pilots because that shit's oh, crazy yeah, yeah. and i didn't know that that was a real yeah. thing i, that I the didn't japanese did i didn't know that was um, a thing either that was cool yeah so i don't understand how it works I, it's I, like guys like yeah. driving a torpedo it's like someone like steering the torpedo yeah so yeah. they like it's like a hollowed out torpedo basically like enough for a guy to get in it like sit in it uh and then he basically steers it so that they like it's a way for them to hit targets i think he explains it's a way for them to hit targets that are that they can't 100 percent find on radar so they have like a general area yeah. and then they shoot it them means out like a sure hit yeah yeah so they shoot them out and then they can get close enough but then they can like compensate for any questionable like like radar direction to like actually Yo. like hit on the ship like where they need to hit to do the most damage i think Talk about yeah. men well, of courage. Like those that those are the most like well, fucking courageous men, I mean, men out there. That's the crazy yeah, shit. Is, yeah. Like I, I want to see a whole letters from Iwo Jima style movie like about those guys. Because yeah. that is nuts. Yeah. That is fucking. And think crazy. about it too. Because like you can inflict so much damage doing that. Like it's just like a kamikaze bomber, you know, because you're able to like last minute look at your destination. Cause like I always have to think too, like back in World War II, the technology was so much older that they were very, not shooting blind, but it was so different then that like this type of um, torpe manned torpedo meant like almost like assured victory, which was a form of heroism. So you're like a walking hero. So like, why not sign up for this? You know, there's a sort of like um vaulted sense of like heroism that you already get from like signing up for this program you know yeah shit's crazy <laughs> that's my takeaway <laughs> um okay 
let's let's put this one to rest. I I like I I still think Snowden was worse. Snowden made me angrier and uh, and more <laughs> aggressively bored. But uh, this was a really bad one. Well, um, uh, Dave, I just want to remind you that the men of the men of the USS Indianapolis died so that you could have that opinion about Snowden. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me in check. Um, next time we are going to be watching Dog Eat Dog, the return team up of uh, Cage and Paul Schrader. Uh, All right. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But, I also uh, don't know. I am opt. I'm cautiously optimistic because I generally like Paul Schrader. Although the last couple that I saw, I did not like. I have yet to watch the Canyons. I know we talked about it. Um, yeah. I think in, in um, what the last one of the last couple episodes it came up for some reason. Um, well, but I, I will say that, like, I think we've kind of made it through the, like, 2010s, like, slump. Like, the, the movies are getting more interesting after this. We, we have Dog Eat Dog with Paul Schrader directing. We have Army of One with Larry Charles directing. We oh. have Mom and Dad. We have... Uh, the, yeah, a, a bunch of Mandy. Obviously, there's a, a bunch oh, wow. of uh, we inter really interesting are at the stuff coming up. here of his career. We we were in a we were in a weird a, 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 a valley weird a valley, valley of bad. that <laughs> that started uh, in like the mid 2000s. It's like a sort of 10 year slump uh, where there was I mean there was like Joe. Joe was good. Joe was good. Uh, the trust was pretty good. Uh, the trust was pretty good. Um, that was kind of it. G-Force was, was really good. G-Force. The, the Croods was was pretty good. But, like, if the Croods is, a, like, a high point, like, you know it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Bad, Bad Lieutenant, Yeah, obviously. right. But I but, feel like that one, that one even came before the real slump. You know? It was like... Yeah, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, you know, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Season of the Witch, Drive Angry, Trespass, Seeking Justice, Ghost Rider Two, Stolen, Ooh. The Frozen Ground, Rage, Rage, Left Behind, Dying of the Light, Outcast, The Runner, Oh my God, Pay the Ghost, Snowden. Like that's that we we've watched. You know, Dave, I, the I, amount of time we've wasted on like movies that I never wanted to see. And once I saw them, I, that was confirmed that I didn't ever need to see them. Uh, I am glad I'm not keeping track of how many hours we're spending on this podcast. Cause I think I would you know get what, you know what this very sad about it. You know what this confirms to me, miles, you and I are the real men of courage. <laughs> we, yes. We're, we're like those, uh, kamikaze torpedo pilots, just like, you know, all health and safety and sanity be damned. Full speed ahead. We're gonna make it to. Uh, we're 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 gonna catch up to Nick Cage and watch every single one. You sirs are the real men of courage. Thank you, Viv, and and thank you for being on the show once again. I was really hoping it would like try and glitch out when I was trying to do the panther roar, so it would do Robo Panther. I, I'm hoping that too. Uh, can you do the panther roar now and we'll just see if it glitches out anyway? It actually did, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounded good. It, it yeah. sounds nuts. 
That's great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, till next time. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to stop recording now. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. <laughs>